الحمد لله الذي سلم ميزان العقل إلى أكف ذوي الألباب وأرسل الرسل مبشرين ومنذرين بالثواب والإقاب وجعل الشرائع كاملة لا نقص فيها ولا عاب أحمده حمد من يعلم أنه مسبب الأسباب وأشهد بوحدانيته شهادة مخلص في نيته غير مرتاب وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله وقد سدل الكفر على وجه الإيمان الحجاب فأخرجهم من الظلام بنور الهدى وكشف النقاب وبين للناس ما نزل إليهم وأوضح مشكلات الكتاب فصلى الله عليه وعلى جميع الآل وكل الأصحاب وعلى التابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الحشر والحساب وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الإخوة المؤمنون سلام الله تعالى عليكم ورحمته وبركاته أورد الإمام مسلم عن سفيان بن عبد الله رضي الله عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله قل لي في الإسلام قولا لا أسأل عنه غيره قال قل آمنت بالله ثم استقم in a hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, we find one of the great Sahaba saying to the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Messenger of Allah, say to me something in Islam, after which I won't need to ask anything else. And he replied, say, I believe in Allah, and then go straight. We find that there are a number of hadiths like this. People, often simple, simple people, sometimes even Bedouin from the desert, Interrupting the Holy Prophet with a simple question. They want Islam very simply expressed. Not necessarily something easy, but very simply expressed. And the beauty of Tawheed is that it is the simplest of ideas. And the beauty of the way of Islam is that it is the simplest way of life. So the Holy Prophet sums it up in the briefest possible way. Nowadays we might say, it's like somebody sending a tweet. It's as short as you can make it. Believe in Allah and then go straight. Now what is this? Believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the first shahada. Going straight, this istiqama is obviously a re reference to the second. These two things are what constitute what we need to know. This is one of the jawami al-kalim, one of the words in the hadith that are kind of uh, summaries. They are epitomies, they sum everything up. Everything that you really need to know is there, compressed and condensed, in these few words. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an also indicates this and indicates its consequence. <coughs> Where he says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنازلوا عليهم الملائكة ألا تفافوا ولا تحزنوا وأبشروا بالجنة التي كنتم توعدون those who say our Lord is Allah and then go straight have istiqamah the angels descend upon them saying you need not fear nor grieve and receive the good news of the garden which you have been promised so this again is the same principle saying our Lord is Allah and following this istiqamah this is a vitally important ayah some of the Salaf used to pause at this ayah and weep or pray. 
Imam al-Hasan al-Basri, who's given us some precious memories of his particular life with the Qur'an, and what he would say, and the du'as that he would offer as he passed by certain momentous ayahs, used to say, Allahumma anta rabbuna farzuqna al-istiqamah. This was his du'a when he read this particular verse. <coughs> Surah Fussilat, O oh Allah, you are our Lord, so grant us istiqamah. Allah's Lordship is certain. Our istiqamah is not certain, and we depend on Him for this as a gift. But what is this istiqamah? What does it mean to go straight? Not very clear, given that the world is a complex place. How often when we travel, geographically from A to B, do we go in anything like a straight line? The world is full of uh, odd turnings, byways, forks in the road, possibilities, detours. Life is never simple. So what is this commandment to go straight? How can we when the world is full of complexities, mountain ranges, dead ends, highwaymen? How can we go straight? Well, the sellers had their interpretations of this. So that Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu said, istiqama it means tawheed. That's what it means. It means believing in the un- unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a matter of belief. It's the first of the arkan, bearing witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one. That is istiqama. But then we find Imam Ali radiallahu anhu saying, istiqamu ala fara'idin. In other words, the people of Istiqamah, those upon whom the angels are dispensing these blessings, are those who go straight in his obligations. For him, Istiqamah, going straight, means getting things done, getting your fiqh straight, getting it right, staying on the straight and narrow in what you do. And different interpretations. But we know how critical it is, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in this verse that there are these extraordinary blessings, including lack of fear. Lack of grief, isn't that what we all crave? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, do these two things. Believe and go straight. And there'll be no fear and no grief. No stress, no anxiety, no valium prescriptions, none of those contemporary worries. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the best of all tranquilizers, which is this sakina, this nur, this light in your heart. And then, good news, even beyond that, as if that wasn't enough, good news of the garden, the place where there will never be fear or grief, which you have been promised, which you were promised. So this is good news. The alternative, not having this istiqama, Allah somewhere else in Surah Al-Jinn says, Had they gone straight on the path, we would have brought the rains down upon them. Which could mean physical rains that made their lands in Arabia fertile and lush, or the spiritual rains that make their hearts grow and throb with the remembrance of their Lord. But instead, unfortunately, human beings do something else. It's the nature of human beings to move around, to explore those byways, to see what's around the next corner, to be like red riding hoods, not really paying attention to the destination, spending too long on the road, wool gathering, listening to the wrong voices, and this is usually the story of our lives. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to save us from this, which is to save us from stress, depression, solitude, the usual things that can come to us by this simple path of the istiqamah. So this istiqamah, this going straight, how do we work it out? Do we have moral GPS that can plot us the quickest route between where we are now and where we'd like to go? Between where I am now and my graduation, 
between where I am now and my marriage, between where I am now and uh, promotion in my job, whatever it is, can we find a path of istiqamah in that? Is there some flawless way of plotting it? Well, very often the GPS will give you alternative routes, safest route, the quickest route, avoid the traffic. Even that simplest form of movement is never so simple. So how do we do it? What is the simplest part? Well, first of all, it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember Imam al-Hassan's dua, فَرْزُقْنِ الْإِسْتِقَامَةِ Grant me going straight. It's not something we can do on our own. We can't. Left to our own devices at ground level, we can't see the big picture and who knows what's around the next corner. And might look interesting, but who knows where it will lead us and many of our lives are like that. Probably most of our lives are like that. This way and that. How do we get the bird's eye view to see from above to see which way the GPS should truly be leading us. Difficult to find our moral coordinates, particularly in an age that's designed for distraction, for entertainment, for amusement, for messing around, and has no notion of istiqamah because it doesn't believe that human beings really have a destination. So how do we do it? Well, we follow the way of Imam al-Hassan, so we ask for it. He's asking for the provision, for the blessing, for the sustenance of istiqamah. On our own, We'll just get lost, mice in a maze, no idea. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us this istiqamah, opens our hearts to this insight, then we have the chance. Then we can start to see in the dark. Then we get a sense of the coordinates. And after all, is this not the most fundamental dua of Islam? The only dua that's obligatory, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, that's not a dua, but then the dua comes. Ihtina sirat al-mustaqeem. This tremendous rolls of thunder, Allah, the Lord of the worlds, King of the Day of Judgment, these extraordinary things, and then what do we ask for? Having affirmed him, as is his right, having affirmed that he alone is the owner of all praise, uh, what do we do? We ask for one thing. This is our chance. Guide us to the straight path. Now, human life is complex. The varieties of that straight path, if they were all listed, would make the fatiha too long to say in the prayer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say in this wonderfully oblique way that softens our hearts and really explains it. Sirat al-ladina an'amta alayhim ghayr al-maqtubi alayhim waladdalim The path of those on whom you have bestowed your blessings not those upon whom is your wrath or those who go astray. So three categories here, two but three. In other words, we want the path of those on whom you grant your blessings, not those who have kind of achieved it through manipulating their job application, but it's all Allah's blessing, and this is the state of the believer. When he receives a blessing, he gives his thanks to Allah. That's how we begin the Fatiha anyway. And then two possibilities of misguidance. Why two? The path of those on whom is your anger, and the path of those who go astray. Not the same. Sometimes in khutbahs they tend to assume that it's the same thing. Anybody who is misguided must deserve Allah's anger. Hmm? Which means most of the world, I guess, at the moment, many, perhaps most of the Muslims, misguided in some way, going off this path of istiqamah, Allah must be really angry, and the khatib gets angry, and the ummah gets angry, and we have a discourse of anger, anger, anger. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the Fatiha telling us that this distinction is important because he's putting us putting it in this only obligatory du'a. So, those upon whom is his wrath and those who go astray. Well, the difference is some people go astray, not their fault. A little child can drop a plate, it's not its fault. 
Somebody could run over a child accidentally. The child ran up, he couldn't help it. Allah will not be angry with that person. Similarly, many of the decisions we take in life are to do with an ignorance that may not be our fault. Maybe our family never taught us that. Maybe the imam in the masjid never taught us that particular ruling. Maybe it is not our fault. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving because he knows that we are forgetful. And he knows that all of us make mistakes. All of the descendants of Adam make a lot of mistakes. And the best of those who make mistakes are those who make tawbah. And this is one of Allah's great gifts to us. Similarly, we may be angry about people. These kuffar, Allah must be really angry with them, but maybe he's angrier with us because we're the ones who fail to present Islam in a way that might melt their hearts. If we're doing bad things or not bothering to reach out to them, even if they're living next door to us, we think Allah's really angry with them and we're fine, then you've misunderstood the nature of the fatiha. They can be astray. Allah's not angry with them. He might be angry with you for not telling them. They're not behaving like a good neighbor. They're not being courteous for not being a decent human being. If he thinks that's Islam, because the guy next door eh, doesn't take out his wheelie bin on time or something like that, whatever it might be, some trivial thing, but they're Muslims, who is Allah's anger going to descend upon? So this istiqamah is going straight, it's complicated. People aren't going straight, but it may not be their fault. And the wisdom of religion is always inviting us to make excuses for people. Not to be angry with everybody who's not doing things exactly the way we think things should be done, but to find excuses for people. Because they're the dalim, people who go astray. But those upon whom is Allah's wrath. Well here, uh, Sayyidina Omar, radiallahu an, getting back to the principle of istiqamah, the upright path, the straight path is like this. And what is this thing that really leads to, uh, to Allah's anger? He speaks in the language of Rawahan al-Thalab. He says, it's twisting like a fox. A human being in a sound state of innocence and purity and good intention likes to do things open-heartedly and directly, sincerely. But the twisted person, the monafiq, the complicated person, the guy who's got some ulterior motive, the person with multiple niyas, is going to go this way and that. He's going to twist, just like a fox. This is the language that Hazrat Omar used to use. And so often we're like foxes. We kind of play, we manipulate. Can I get a good deal on this mobile phone by not actually giving certain details that are germane? Can I deal with my tax return in a way that uh, profits me but isn't really straight? And much of our moral life is like that like foxes, we're foxy, this way and that. It's exactly the right language. The fox doesn't go straight. If you've ever seen fox hunting, you'll see the last thing the fox wants to do is to run straight. He finds every possible cover and hole and burrow and goes this way and that and misleads them. Our lives very often are like that, not on the straight path. So what we have to do is to try and find this path back to what we crave, which is not to have fear, not to have anxiety, not to have grief, to experience this promise of the gardens and to go straight. And the straight path should be the simplest path, but by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show us what's right and what's wrong. And he can do this by energizing us to study his religion. We're going to say, who knows how many tens of thousands of prayers in our lives, let's make sure that we're doing it right. We're doing so many things, inshallah, in our ibadah and these things, let's make sure that we have the basic aim, the things that are obligatory for us, because that's the basic thing in the... Uh, the, the, the practice of Islam. Khayr dinikum as-salah. The Holy Prophet says, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of your religion is the prayer. 
If your prayer is a kind of hasty thing that you fit in and sort of makeshift, well, what's the rest going to be like intrinsically? Well, my Ramadan was really great, but I, have, I struggle to, to, to pray on time. This is a problem. This is a problem. So we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this istiqamah. Because at ground level, we're like the fox running around and looking for some way of manipulating this complex landscape. And very often we end up getting caught by the hunters, not getting back to the den where we belong. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can show us the path, which is why we make this du'a. <coughs> Guide us to the straight path. Without his guidance, where are we going to be? Left to our own devices, look at the state of humanity. Not just secular people, but religious people as well. When they're moving around, manipulating things, looking for ways of uh, manipulating others and manipulating their situations, rather than being compassionate, and merciful and straight, we can see that they can also cause confusion and chaos in Allah's world. And the last thing that we need to remember is that the ulama often say that the straight path is the same as the path of mercy. Not just Allah's mercy to you because he's saving you from all the complexities in your life if you're a player and just live simply, perhaps you don't have so much money and so much status, but you're living simply and he gives you the rahmah of having a calm heart and of course the promise of Jannah but also the possibility for communities themselves to experience rahmah. What is a greater rahmah than to have the sakina in our hearts, not just as individuals, but as communities? So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his generosity, not through what we deserve, to open our hearts, to soften our hearts, to help us to crave this simplicity, this straightforwardness, this going straight, this directness, which is the way of the sincere person, and to keep us away from foxy types of manipulation, either of ourselves, deceiving ourselves or deceiving others. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa li sa'iru al-Muslimin innahu huwa al-Rakul al-Rakim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa liya al-muttaqina nakali al-zalimeen ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah al-Maliku al-Haqq al-Mubeen Muhammad al-Rasulullah sadiq al-Wa'd al-Ameen اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعلموا أن الله قد أمركم بأمر عظيم أمركم بالصلاة والسلام على خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين فقال جل فناؤه إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار لا عالم السر منا لا تهتك السر عنا وعافنا وعف عنا وكلنا حيث كنا يا الجلال والإكرام مثنا عليه الإسلام اللهم ارزقنا الاستقامة اللهم ارزقنا الاستقامة اللهم ارزقنا الاستقامة ووفق الله مولات أمور المسلمين إلى العمل بكتاب الله وصنة سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفخشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تسمعون وأقم الصلاة